Starting to happen again. There's a stretch of land that is once again getting restless. Earthquake sensors have verified it. Satellite measurements confirm that the Earth is bulging. Where is this happening? And what is the bottom line? You'll find out today on Weather Jazz. On Weather Jazz. On Weather Jazz. Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything, weather, science, earth science, and a whole lot more. I'm your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Berlinger, and I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is episode number 572, and today is Science Wednesday, October 1820. 23. And before we hit today's topic, isn't it nice to see the sun? After a six-day absence here in Northeast Ohio, we broke out into the sunshine, and that sunshine has illuminated the fall foliage colors in a gorgeous way. We're now approaching peak. Here at the Weather Jazz Studios, we're about 90-95% of the peak. Looks like we'll be reaching the peak this weekend. And unfortunately, if you're looking for more sunshine to illuminate all of the leaves, uh, it might be slim pickings because this window of sunshine will be pretty narrow during the day today, quickly going away tomorrow with another round of showers, which may last three, four days, uh, at least going into the weekend. It's poorly timed in terms of uh, the weekend. However, if you're looking to maintain an indoor book reading status and maybe grabbing a cup of hot tea while you look at the fall foliage from inside, why, this may be the weekend that you've been looking for. Well, this is Science Wednesday. I had it in the back of my mind on Monday and even a part of yesterday, Tuesday, that I would continue perhaps one or two more in the Big Blue Marble series. And I have an idea as to where we might go, but I put that aside when over the last several days, some things have been happening in a certain part of the world that always gets my attention. You see, since 2020, there have been three eruptions in the Reykjanes Peninsula southwest of Reykjavik, Iceland. And the most recent eruption essentially settled down almost as quickly as it opened up. There was quite a fissure that opened up uh, several months ago. And the Ruv TV network had several cameras, uh, as well as uh, the Morgenbladid, which is the morning newspaper in Reykjavik. They also had some cameras, live video cameras, that were focused in on the eruption. But it was... Only active for a couple of weeks. Essentially, the fissure that opened up slowed down and essentially stopped almost as quick as it got going. But seismologists in Iceland said, well, hang on just a second. Because after three eruptions, this is the start of a trend 
that will probably keep the Reykjanes Peninsula, the area that the three eruptions occurred, somewhat active here in the next decade or two. Now, things have been pretty quiet there in the last couple of months. Then all of a sudden, the tremors began again. And we started noticing in the last week or week and a half, news reports coming out of Iceland saying that uh, some interesting things were happening. Well, according to the Reykjavik Grapevine, which is an English service news source for Iceland, the head of the natural hazards of the Iceland Meteorological Office, and they're the ones that essentially monitor the seismic activity, they have emphasized the importance of people being very cautious when planning a hike to the eruption area just to see the lava that has been spewed out over the course of the last several years over on the Reykjanes Peninsula. The reason for the caution? Well, according to the meteorological office, it's very likely that there will likely be some volcanic activity again before Christmas. You see, the land has been rising rapidly near Fagradasviak, indicating that a magma chamber is forming about 10 kilometers below the Earth's surface, as best as they can tell. And there is a possibility that a brand new eruption may occur within a couple of weeks or months. According to Kristen Jonsdottir, quote, based on the current situation, we can observe a similar level of tension as before the last eruption, and we anticipate another magma intrusion. Whether it will be significant enough to lead to an eruption remains to be seen, but this is a possibility in the coming weeks, unquote. Going back a couple of months during the lead-up to the previous eruption, which was number three, there were powerful earthquake swarms which occurred, resulting in significant tremors that were felt everywhere. According to Kristen, it is crucial for people to be aware of this, particularly when planning mountain excursions or navigating that rocky terrain. That way, they can be totally prepared and not let the tremors catch them off guard. Now, while all of this is exciting news for seismologists, there is a little bit of caution, and this was just released a couple of days ago from the Meteorological Office. They say that there is evidence of recent changes in the deformation data, the deformation data meaning the amount of rise in the terrain which is detected via satellites, a very high-precision satellite that can detect whether or not a piece of landmass is actually lifting up as a result of the pressure from underneath from the magma sources. Now, the rate at which that lifting has occurred has decreased a little bit since the beginning of August and is the signal that maybe some flattening is occurring at several stations within or around the caldera. So what does that mean? Well, essentially at this stage, it really is uncertain as to what process is causing this pressure reduction. Now, either the source of the inflation has been shut off or it could be related to an outflow of the magmatic fluids. And of course, the two reasons would have two different outcomes. 
Now, maybe one clue is the fact that over the same time period, the seismic activity in the area has not been increasing and there is no evidence of unusual geothermal activity. Now, even though we are heading into the wintertime period, and boy, was it windy up there today, I've been monitoring some of the ambient weather stations in people's backyards and came across one just northeast of Reykjavik in Mosfeldsbjerg, which had a wind gust of almost 50, 5-0 miles per hour, but that's really not too unusual in the wintertime months to have some of those storms producing some pretty wild wind gusts on a somewhat frequent basis. So we are pushing into this winter period, yet they're hoping the meteorological office to install a brand new seismic station. In the meantime, everyone in Iceland is basically in the wait and see mode. See what happens as we approach Christmas. And remember, this is the time of year where they're losing light very quickly. And by the time we move into late November and December, they're going to be lucky to have just a couple of hours of twilight-ish daylight. And that would be right around the lunch hour with uh, 21 to 22 hours of near-total polar night darkness. And that makes hiking to Fagradasviak rather difficult with so much darkness around. But if an eruption does take place and that occurs in December, what that will mean essentially for the people certainly in the south side of Reykjavik towards Hafnafjörður and some of the towns near the eruption site like Grindavik, they will see that magma glow, that orange reddish glow in the sky when the visibility is good. And sometimes the folks even in downtown Reykjavik can see that orange and red glow if the eruption is significant enough. We'll keep an eye on things, and if anything happens, we'll, of course, keep you updated right here on Weather Jazz, and I will provide links to those live cameras that get set up if indeed an eruption does occur here in the next few months. And on a personal note, I have Thursday and Friday off. I have a couple of vacation days, so you will not be seeing me in Fox 8 News. You will be very well taken care of, though, by Dante Jones and Mackenzie Bart. Make sure you join them, Fox 8 News, at 4, 5, 6, and 7, and 10 p.m., of course. What will I be doing? Well, I'll be enjoying the fall foliage. In addition to that, you can catch me on WKJA Heartfelt Radio 91.9 FM on Friday morning between 10 and 11 a.m. during the Harvest Time broadcast. Heartfelt Radio is a listener-supported radio station. What I might be able to do is to rebroadcast that interval or at least pieces thereof on the open line Friday edition of Weather Jazz. I'll keep you posted as we go through that event on Friday and uh, hopefully release something on Friday afternoon for you. Have a wonderful Wednesday and enjoy the fall foliage. More importantly, enjoy that sunshine. Wow, it sure looks good and feels good after that six-day absence. Hope to see you on Friday. Catch you right here. Weather and science across the globe.
just pop.